Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Life Loading channel. I'm Sky. I'm Susan, and this is Cooper. <laughs> How are you today? I'm really good, Susan. We've had some not bad weather, but it's been a little colder than expected the past couple weeks. So we had some nice weather today and took full advantage of it. So I'm feeling good. The sunshine always helps. How are you? Nice. We're actually the opposite weather patterns. It has been super, super nice for probably a week now. And now it's dreary and cold out. Um, but I agree with the sunshine. Like that was life changing. I, I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, I didn't realize how bad my seasonal like blues were. I, I don't want to go to the extent of seasonal depression this year, but definitely <laughs> seasonal blues until I had the sunshine. And I would every my lunch break, I would just put sunscreen on. I just sit outside in it. And I was like, oh, I can feel myself coming back to life. The sun makes such a difference. It really does. It's amazing how everyone's moods lift so quickly with the sunshine. And even like we walked to the gym today and walked home and we were like, should we go walk to the grocery store? It's just you want to be outside and you feel like like it's like that natural energy from the sun. It's the change in the seasons, which is perfect. Segues us right into our topic today, which is change and how to handle change. I think for two girls who are so type A organization, like plan everything to a T, change can be really, really, really hard. And I think it's really important to talk about this, even if let's say you're listening to this episode and you're like, well, I'm not going through any change and like, I don't relate to this. It's like, you can always plan. If you are a planner, you can plan ahead. So then the next time you are going through change, you can be like, okay, like, what did I learn? Like, how can I implement this into this change in my life? So I feel like there's always more to learn and like, even just ha like listening to a discussion or having a discussion about the change you're going through can be really therapeutic. Cause I think that is what it comes down to. It's just like, coping with what you can handle change always for me converts into anxiety so if you're not going through change but if that's how you feel change come through this can really just be any like anxiety techniques and skills that might work for you and just like i mean this disclaimer should be on all of our things you made a good point last week of saying it not everything is going to work for you that we talk about and we don't use every single thing every single day that we talk about either it's just a bunch of stuff that we've you know used and had trial and error and this is the creme de la creme of what we've discovered absolutely i think anxiety is a perfect segue into one of my points because this is something i use when i'm feeling really anxious and so when you're in a season of change this can be really, really helpful too which is just to reframe your thinking and if there's like, there are going to be situations with change that you can control and situations you cannot control. So first thing I would do is separate and figure out like can versus cannot. Anything that's cannot, it's gone. Like don't even spend another second thinking about it. And even as I'm saying that out loud, it's like, okay, well, that's a lot easier said than done. But again, like if you just remind yourself, like, can I control that? No. Okay. Like push it out. Like it's going to come back in, but just push it back out and focus on like, okay, let's say you're moving, for example, because I just moved two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. So what can I control? Okay, I can control packing my suitcase and little things like that. It's like, let me focus on what I can control so that the stuff I can control doesn't have room to get into my headspace. It's funny that you started with that because that's literally the first thing I have on my list. And if you can't categorize it in your brain, I literally make a Venn diagram. So I start every morning by just listing 
everything that I have going on in my brain. And then once I have that list, I will literally make like a circle. And inside the circle, I put all the things that I can control. And then outside the circles, all the things I cannot control. And a lot of that is really hard, especially when you're type A and you want to control everything. So just being able to be conscious of the things that you can control. And a lot of times I find if there's more things outside the circle than in the circle, I will go out of my way to think and reflect and add more things that I can control to my circle, like things I love. So if journaling is not on my list for that day, but it can be, I can add it. And you can, in the midst of change, you can still find time for the things that make you feel good. And I think that's something that I really lost the last. So we moved to, we're in the process of still moving. (laughs) It's a long process. Um, But I was like so burnt out to the point where I didn't even recognize myself. And I was like, wow, it's because I'm literally doing nothing but dealing with this huge change. I'm not finding any time for me. And that's when Chris and I had a conversation where like, okay, like Susan, you need to get back to your morning routine. You need to like do the things that you love. And it just makes such a difference. It's controlling what you can and just letting go of what you can't, just like you said. Yeah. I love that Venn diagram. That's like, I'm like brewing an idea that we need to make a TikTok about that. Like that is a journaling prompt that would be so helpful in change or with anxiety or literally just like a way to start your day. So that's a side note that we should definitely do that. (laughs) But um, like you said, finding constants in your life, which was another that I had written down because let's say every, it feels like everything around you is changing. It's like, okay, well, what can you rely on? Like you have friends that you can text in the morning. Those friends haven't changed. You can do your morning routine, whether it's in a new space or with new products or with less time, whatever it is, like you can still do the things, do some things that remind you of the constant. And I don't even want to say like remind you of like the, your old life, like before the change, because change is good, like growth is good, but doing things that stay true to you and can stay consistent in your season of change can really help you feel a little bit more grounded when it seems like everything around you is just like completely out of your control. Yeah. Um, I saw this, I think it was a TikTok. If not, I heard it on a podcast and she's, she's like, okay, so imagine you have a destination that you're going to. So you get in the car, you get shotgun in the car and the universe gets in the driver's seat and you put it in your GPS. And it's like, okay, I have a straight line. I know exactly where we're going. It's going to take us, let's say 15 minutes. And then the universe starts driving and they take you on all these back roads and you stop for errands. And you're like, dude, like what the hell I want? I can, I can see where I want to go. Why are we taking so long to get there? And you needed all these things that you stopped for and saw along the way to get there. And I think that's just a perfect way of understanding change too. Like, you might be taking longer than you want it to. You might not be having that sense of like, okay, we're through the change and now I can settle in my new space. Like you have to just enjoy getting there. And the actual the actual process of change is really, I think it depends on your background, but like the process of change is so beautiful and learning to just embrace it and be present in the moment makes it so much easier than being like, thinking about the future or reflecting on the past, like just grounding yourself where you are exactly in that moment. And that can calm you down so, so fast, even though it's a hard practice, but it's, it's so game changing once you can. It is. There was, um, a woman on TikTok. you actually tagged me in one of her videos and now we've been following each other and like, we become like social media friends, it seems like, but she posted 
the other day that she only had two months left of being a teacher. She had resigned and was just finishing out her year. And she was like, I've been waking up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I'm only doing this because I have to for my job. And now I only have two months left. And instead of counting down the days until I don't have to do this anymore, she was like, I'm going to appreciate the fact that never again in my life am I going to have the reason or the drive to wake up this early. So instead of just like waiting till I get to the destination being like the end of having to wake up this early, she's like, I'm going to appreciate that I'm actually doing this. Like I have the reason to get up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm just going to enjoy that for what it is. And that was like so like eye-opening for me. Like it's okay to just like be in the limbo mode and like when in your life are you ever going to be in that situation again? Like maybe not for a long time or maybe not ever. So just like there appreciate the fact that you have that ability. Yeah. I think that like understanding how you react to change definitely has to do with how you were like engaged with change as a child. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, you know, I was so fortunate to have not really experienced change. Like I was, I grew up in a household where my parents stayed together and the really big changes were when my sisters went to college, but I was four and six. Like I was young enough where it made a difference, but didn't really make a difference. Like, and I think that that's why change seems so scary and like out of my control when it does come into my life, because I just, I'm not well-versed in it. And I think that this season of my life, I'm really trying to learn how to, how to navigate it on my own terms and not let it just become something that destroys my current, you know, mood. Yeah. I think I also was noticing that um, I was like, when in the process of this move, I was like, oh my God, like this is going to be a disaster, like this, this, and this. And it was like, it doesn't have to be unless I allow it to be exactly what you're saying. Like the way you said that was perfect because like, to take control of the change, you know, like don't say like this change came on and now I have to deal with this and it's going to be awful. Like, okay, yes, this change came on and you were not expecting it, but it's going to be fine. Like you can handle it. And even changing the narrative instead of going into it, assuming like this is going to be such a disaster versus like, this isn't that big of a deal. We can handle it, handle this is going to change how you go about it. Exactly. Like you said, because you're taking the, taking control of it. Or not letting it control you. Yeah. And I think just, I've been learning a lot about what it means to actually be present in the moment. And I've had a lot of conversations with my husband and it's like, we'll just be sitting in the car or on the couch. And I'm like, what are you thinking? And he's like, nothing. Like he can sit and be so present in the moment. And when we first started dating, I was like, that's so weird. Like you can just sit with no thoughts in your brain. Like, how do you do that? And I was like, that must be so boring because my brain literally never stops. Mm -hmm. So I've been learning more and more about what it means to actually be present in the moment because I thought I was, I really was convinced that, you know, Susan was present in the moment. No, she was not. Um, she is not. I I'm still working on it, but I realized that I'm constantly reliving the past when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about memories. I'm not, which is probably why I have such a great memory because I'm always using it. But I was like, I'm never just fully invest in the moment. So I've been trying really hard this week to just be in the moment, to not be reminiscing. If I'm in the car and I'm listening to music and I'm, I start triggering old memories, I like turn it up to the point where I cannot think. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is, this works for right now. And, but that's just how, because with change, 
I'm constantly thinking about, oh, well, it was like this, like things aren't the same right now. And I want to revert back to like that safety place. And right now I've been doing it through memory, but that's not helping me. That's just bringing up all the emotions and reliving everything all over again. And it's like, okay, like I can actually just sit here and have this conversation. Like Sky, I think this is the first time we've recorded that I'm not sitting here thinking about a million other things. Yeah. And it's it's like, and you need that. Like, it's so, like what I would give to have nothing in my brain because it's just one of those things that just sucks the life out of you. And it's so nice to just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had the time to do this research and learn these things if I wasn't in this giant season of change, right. which I dreaded and I did not want. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm here and I'm like calm and I'm learning and it's so good. Like you have to choose to see the good in it. I think I had, I said this to my mom yesterday. We as humans or maybe not everybody, I actually think as humans, we are so much more adaptable adaptive adaptable then we give ourselves credit for we are able to like something when it's when it comes into our life when we have this new change or new event whatever it is it seems completely impossible like there's no way you can do this there's no way you can handle it and then you do it and you can't imagine the way it was before like we adapt so quickly like i was in my old apartment found out we had to move and i was like that's the last thing I want to do. Like, I can't believe I have to move like this big, awful thing. We move and now I'm here and I'm like, I can't imagine having to leave this place. Like, oh my, and we've been here for two, three weeks. So it's amazing how quickly we adapt to things. And so that I'm trying to remind myself of that in this still season of change. Like quite honestly, like the way our life is now, like I could have to move again in two weeks and it's just, you have to live with that uncertainty. And it's like, look where I was a month ago. And now I don't want to leave this place. Like we adapt so quickly and it's because of that we form our routines in our new spaces and in our new chapters of life which make it which make it feel like home you know wherever home is is we adapt so quickly and we become so used to things so quickly i think which really helps when you're in that season of change it's like no i'm gonna get through this and it's gonna be quicker than i think it's all it there's actually science behind exactly what you're saying and it's your reactivity to your environment so if you're someone who, let's say, just any scenario, and you're going to get super stressed out, and you're going to get super angry, and you're going to feel all the things very like violently, your body physically feels that. And it's a science of learning how to become less reactive to your environment, not like numbing yourself down. You can still feel your emotions. You acknowledge them when you're there. You feel them. But then you have to let them go. And it goes right back to like not reliving memories because it's like putting yourself through that again. But that you have to like take that on with change because they're like, there's like, we're finding information that people who are less reactive to their environments, they don't, they're not getting sick. They have like immunity and they have all these different things. I've only watched a couple of videos on it, so I'm not like an expert enough to get dig deeper than that. But it's just one of those things where it's like that sticks to my mind. I'm like, okay, like I could choose to let, you know, something that drives me up a wall make me so upset. I'm like, or I can just take a deep breath. And now that moment has passed. Like in the time it takes you to take a breath, whatever it is that pissed you off is gone usually. And you can just let it go. Like you can let it go with the wind or whatever. Yeah. No, that's fascinating. I think you said something earlier and I wanted to touch on it is that 
we like something being the same is we've looked at that because we did like we both had like great families growing up stayed in the same state for college and like stayed local whatever and so change wasn't something that we had to deal with a lot which we're very fortunate for but i think even that like we look at something staying the same as being good and being safe and change as being scary and new and bad but change can actually be a really, really good thing. Like this change that I've had in the past nine months or six months, however long it's been that I've moved, has been like the best experience I could have done for myself. And like, obviously not everyone can or should move to a new country and do that, but like change is a good thing. And I think that's also something I'm trying to do too, is like when something new comes along, it doesn't have to be looked at. It's like, okay, how can I handle this? It's like, Look at this opportunity I got. Like change can be, we can re, like like I said earlier, we can reframe the way we even think about change as a whole to being this amazing like opportunity versus the dread. Yeah, and I think going off of it, I think change is something you can control too. And this was actually my favorite for the day. I just jump the gun on this every time, but my favorite for the day is that. If you want to change, if you had someone come and knock on your door and say, okay, this is your goal. You've, you've said, okay, I want this. Show me the ways that you have worked towards that today. Are you working towards your goal every single day? So let's say your goal was to have a million YouTube subscribers. What did you do today to change that, to change, to get to where you want to be? And it just put it in perspective. It's like, like, I'm not, I can say I want X, Y, and Z, but I'm not actively doing anything other than saying I want that and it's like if you put in perspective like that they're going to come knock on your door and say you can have it just show us what what work you've put in so far Mm -hmm. and then it's like think about it like yeah if you start putting in the work every single day it's inevitable you're gonna create that change on your own and I think that's kind of it feels like the flip side of the change that we're talking about where it was out of our control but this is in our control Mm -hmm. and you it goes back to you know last week I said it like did I show up as my best today? And it's, are you showing up for your best for the best possible change you can create? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really, it's really smart. And I think we've talked a lot about goal setting and that is a great reminder of rewrite your goals every single day. And this is something I need to get back into because I realized I don't even remember all my goals that I wrote at the beginning of 2023 because I haven't been writing them down, which means I'm not thinking about them. And if you start your day by writing them down, then you're thinking about it. And if you have 20 minutes free in your day, are you going to do something that's going to help you towards your goal because it's on the front of your mind or are you going to not even think about it? So it is, it's really important to just stick on your goals and then you're going to do them like because they're going to be on your mind and then you're going to do those little steps to continue making them happen. Yeah, I did the um, I saw it on TikTok again yesterday and it was the 300 list. You're supposed to write down 300 things you want, whether they're experiences, materialistic things like feelings, anything. And I've tried to do this four separate occasions this year. And yesterday I sat down and I actually did it. It took me hours like it. It really took me most of the day because I was like 300 things like I'll knock it out. And then I got through most of it. And I was like, wow, like I w- like, wow, it took a long time because it was like, that's it is a lot of things. Yeah. But it really forced me to get out of I'm very much stuck in a one to three year time frame. And I was like, OK, like five years. Where do I see myself? Ten years. You asked me where I'm going to be in ten years. I have no clue. I can't even visualize her. I can't but even, it's like, like, imagine being like, no. 
But it's like my future self is looking back at me right now in memories, just like I look back at my childhood self in memories. And it's like, what, like, what does she know? Like, I want to know what she knows. I feel like there's in some way, you know, all three versions of me exist at once, but it's like, but now we're getting really philosophical, but I just think like, I don't know, like you just have to, you have to be willing and welcoming to change in order to get to where you want to go. And you have to be willing to like actually open up and be like, okay, like, what do I want? Yeah. I don't want to get 10 years from now and be like, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. So I just kind of stayed in the same place. Yep. I don't want that. Like I want, I kept coming back to like my number. I was like, I don't want to repeat anything on my 300 list, but it was like, I want to know my life's purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that we explore that every time we get on and do one of these, because we're sharing what we're learning and we're having these conversations that anyone can be a part of. And I love that we've created such a community, but a business built off of these conversations on self-development that started in our text messages. And now we get to share that with everyone. And that required us to change and evolve the way we communicate, how we communicate, how we share what we're communicating, you know, like it's all just change and it's all tangled up in a big mess. Mm -hmm. No, I think you have, you said it perfectly. You have to welcome change. That is that like, that's it. Like that, if you took one thing away from this entire conversation, it's that you cannot fear change. You have to welcome it. And I think even further than that, you have to seek it out at opportunities. Like if you have the opportunity to change, you have to take it or you have to go find an opportunity to change because it is like, what's the, you can't grow. Like you have to, you know what I'm trying to say? Like you can't, a flower can't grow in the same environment where it, you know, Yes, actually, wait, I have a perfect, I have a perfect thing that means the same thing. So it's like you take an orange seed and you're like, okay, I'm going to plant you and you're going to grow into an orange tree. I literally wrote about this in my journal the other day, yesterday. Um, And the seed's like sick. Like, I'm so excited to be an orange tree, but it's like, look at me. Like, I'm not an orange tree. I'm just a seed. Like, how do you know I'm going to become an orange tree? And it's like, well, we're going to plant you and we're going to water you and give you sunlight. And then you're going to grow into a giant tree. And it's like, why don't we have that unwavering faith in our own success in ourselves? And it's like, you need, you need all the things you need, the nutrients and the lessons and the learning and time and experience in order for you to grow into who you're supposed to be. Or, and you, I don't think you ever stop growing, but it's just one of those things that like learning and embracing change is one of the, it's almost like sunlight or water. Like you need it to be able to survive in any environment. Yeah, I completely agree. I that was a TikTok you sent me and I I thought that was awesome because like I'm just imagine that you're the seed and you can't even imagine being that orange, but you know you're going to get there and someone told you like no, you're going to get there. It's like okay, fine. Like I'll just continue on my way knowing that it's going to happen. You have to have the same trust in yourself that you have in other things. Like there's you have unwavering knowings of things. Like you I just you know, when it's cloudy, it's going to rain, you know, it's going to turn into night every single night. Like those things you trust, like clockwork, you have to trust in yourself. And if you you have have that trust in yourself that like, okay, tomorrow, I know the sun is going to come up tomorrow. I know, or in three years from now, I know that I'm going to be successful. Whatever your goal is, if you have that amount of trust in that, that it's going to happen, then when you're hit with these moments of change or when you seek out these moments of change, you continue on with that trust that this is on the right path. Like this change is good because it's pushing me towards 
this person that I know I'm going to become. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's always a purpose. Like everything, I know some people like hate that saying they're like, well, I shouldn't have had all these shitty things happen to me for me to find my way. It's like, no, it sucks. You're right. But you are learning how to get through change. Yeah. That probably sounds insensitive, but at the end of the day, you still got up this morning. You still persevered. You're still resilient and you're making your way in your environment, whether no matter the difficulty or the level of resistance. But imagine how boring life would be without resistance. What would the purpose, there would be no purpose if there wasn't things to overcome or there weren't things to problem solve and figure out and contribute to. Like change is literally vital for everything. If we didn't change, we would all still be infants who couldn't hold our heads up. (laughs) That that wouldn't, life wouldn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome change. Welcome. It has to be. (laughs) Okay. Favorites. My well, physical favorite, I guess. Or we're just calling it regular favorite, right? Just I think my let's do our favorite of the week and our mantra of the week. Okay. So my favorite of the week is crystallite iced tea. I'm not kidding you when I say I drink this stuff by the pitcher. Like <laughs> I am obsessed. There's nothing in it, apparently. It, the box could be lying to me, but it says there's no sugar, no sodium, no like no artificial anything. I think it's legitimately just tea, but it is addictive and I'm not like I'm not exaggerating when I say a pitcher a day like I wow. make it and it's gone by the time Chris gets home from work <laughs> but I'm hydrated so that's fantastic my favorite is um something that was actually kind of your idea which is you've been knitting because you want something to do with your hands but you didn't want to be you wanted like so instead of like reaching for your phone and like scrolling randomly you wanted something to do with your hands. And I was like, I really need that. Like if I'm on a phone call or if I'm watching TV, like I need to stay busy sometimes. So mandalas has been my thing. And I like, I've only done one and I haven't even finished it. Like it takes me so long to do these, which is awesome because I'm focusing, but it's not something that I have to to think about. I don't have to think about it, even though I'm like focusing, like I had a call with my mom yesterday and I just colored the whole time. And I was like, I'm so fully engaged in what she's saying because I'm not distracted by screens or work or people or anything. It was like, I am listening and I'm coloring. So it's been so therapeutic and such a good way to like stay busy with my hands while also focusing on what I need to focus on. So I highly recommend. I like knitting. I actually look. I'm almost done with, I'm making coasters right now, but I have found that I, my whole thing is I've always wanted to be a really good gift gift giver, but I also don't like to just go out and buy random crap unless I'm doing a basket Then I love to like put together a really cute gift basket. But I was like, I, most of my family doesn't need anything. Like they have, they're just, they're good on materialistic things. So I was like, what can I like create or make them that they're going to love? So I, I make a monthly newspaper for everyone, but that's not really, I don't count that as like their Christmas gift or birthday gift. So I wanted to knit because then I can make things for them. Like I want to make like little um, hand cloths or dish rags, yeah, whatever you want to call and then put them, bind them onto like a little, like a cheese board, like a small oh. one and then like tie it with like whatever eucalyptus or if it's Christmas time, like fern, like I just want to be able to do sweet little things like that and have it be something useful, but also something 
nice that it's like homemade. So I'm like killing so many birds with mm-hmm. my knitting needles. My mom started knitting years and years ago. And it was like, she does a lot of like hats and scarves and things like that for gifts. And like the sweaters that my mom has knit me are like my all-time favorite sweaters, not just because of how comfortable and cozy and beautiful they are, but because it was like, how many hours did she spend doing this for me? You know, like, it's like the ultimate gift is creating something for someone else. So I love that. I want to make sweaters so bad. That's like, I'm working on my stitch work so then I can get into like that. You'll get there. Yeah. I remember the first sweater she made me. I remember like, I mean, she, she fixed it obviously, but like one sleeve was longer than, cause it's really <laughs> hard. Like I can't even imagine like, like starting, I think. like starting with a ball of yarn and then like you create, like I, I can't even fathom that. So I give people that do that so much credit. I have a hard time buying sweaters because I'm so short. My torso is like, well, every part of me is short. I'm just <laughs> built up of small, short parts. Um, but my torso in particular is short. So if I wear, like you saw the hoodie debacle. Like I look like a hunchback if it goes over my butt. So I was like, I need cropped sweaters. But mm-hmm. if you get, if you order something cropped, then it's like here. And I don't want a belly shirt. Like I wanted to just fit my body. So I'm excited to be able to make clothes yeah. a little like, custom to me, which is also goes back to like our capsule wardrobe stuff. And it's, I don't know, simplifying kind Absolutely. of. <laughs> um, your mantra of the week? I already talked about all three of them, but definitely the, just the mindset of getting in the car with the universe and trusting that even though you know where you want to go, you know, the fastest route to get there, that doesn't mean that it's the best way. And it's definitely not the way you should get there because you could get there, but then you don't have any of the knowledge and experience that you got on the trip, getting there that you needed. And I think it also, I know I've heard this metaphor a lot of times, but Life is like, or actually it's a simile. No, not a simile. What am I saying? It's it's like a hike. Life is like a hike. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if you only want to go hiking to see the top, you're literally hiking for what? 10% of the journey. Like the whole point of hiking is hiking. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really like that. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey. I think with your getting in the car with the universe metaphor, um, analogy. If let's say you did take the GPS route and go the quickest route, you might get there faster, but you're not going to have the skills to stay there. Like you might be there. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, well, you don't have water. Like you have to go home or you don't, or you're, you ran out of gas. You can't stay whatever, however you want to use that metaphor, but you have to take the longer, the longer route sometimes in order to be able to stay and like succeed where you're supposed to be. It'd be like getting to a party an hour early and no one's there. You're going to be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you're always going to get to where you need to be in the right time. And you just have to trust that. Yep. That's so what's your favorite? My mantra this week is where you are right now is once where you want it to be. And I think that's been huge. It actually, it perfectly sums up last week's episode about being present and this week's episode about change because you have to be present right now because this current you right in this moment is where younger you couldn't wait to be. So instead of can't wait to be where you're going to be in three years, just appreciate that like, okay, this was the goal for me at one point. So that, and then with change, it's like, okay, well change is fine because at one point I wanted to be here and I had to change a lot to get here. So just 
you are once where you want it to be. Just like, just appreciate that. So true. All right, guys, you know the drill. Like and subscribe. Comment if you have an episode you want to hear about, like a topic. We love reading comments. We love giving you guys what you want. Absolutely. We love to engage with you guys. If you have like a big change that you went through and you want to give us advice or if you want advice, we might be able to help you out. But yeah, we'd love to just chat and get to know you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching.